Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And we're back. Today, very special guest, Steve Simone. We talk about his new album, Stephen Brody, Stevens, and also the 50 every day this month of June. What that means is it's every day. I want you to do this. I've been doing this. It's easy to do. 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, 50 squats. Done. As I recorded this, it's June 3rd. I've done it, 50. Now, some people are like, well, shouldn't you do like 100 or maybe, no, just do 50. I'm telling you, it gets your mindset and it gets your body tight and it's the third day in and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to eat junk food. So (laughs) imagine at the end of this trip, the end of the 30 days. Besides, 50 is just enough to get you going to where you're not sore. You know what I mean? Because you'll do the 50, get it out of the way and then move on with your day. Maybe you'll go to the gym later, but you've already got the 50 in. Because what happens is a lot of times I'll be at the boxing gym and I'm like, oh, I'll do abs when I get home and I don't do it. So it's like, come on, what are you doing, guy? (laughs) Also, did you guys watch any of the boxing highlights or did you watch the fight? Anthony Joshua lost to Andy Ruiz. Congratulations, the first Mexican heavyweight boxing champ. That's awesome. Oh, that was actually a dirty message in Spanish. Sorry about that. I don't know why. I was trying to think of like a nice little, sp- like a, a Spanish jingle, like a tan tan, you know, at the end of the song. So they go tan tan. But I went, that's actually very dirty. Did you know in English, it means, um, when you, it's every sitcom would go like this back when I was growing up. They go, they'd knock on the door. And the other person would go. And then I found out that there's words to that rhythm. Like in English, it goes, you, you'd honk your horn. And the other person would go, so in English, it means shave and a haircut, two bits. And in Spanish, it means, do you know what it means? Should I tell you? If you got kids in the car, cover up their ears. It means chinga tu madre, puto. <laughs> so that was really, why did I do that? Should I delete this? No, I'm leaving it out there. I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, you know, I was trying to go for my Spanish, like, dun, 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 dun. Anywho, you get the idea. Congratulations. Man, that's pretty awesome. Uh, there's a guy I call. There's a guy I follow. A reporter called Ellie Setback Reporting, 
And uh, he interviewed Andy like 10 years ago when he was just a young, like I think a 19-year-old or something. It was amazing. But um, I want to show the positivity and support. I love this. Tyson Fury gave Anthony Joshua. It was unexpected. You know, they had their back and forth. But I love what he writes. He, he tweeted out to him, heavy boxing, these things happen. Rest up, recover, regroup, and come again. I love that. Because you know what? Sometimes life sometimes life knocks you down. What do you do? You rest up, recover, regroup, and come again. It's funny. Another heavyweight boxer responded to Tyson Fury simply with one word. Pussy. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, you know me. I like to... Well, let's shine the light in the world. That's why I have that flashlight. It makes the stage show fun. It's totally different. And uh, I like to add light to the world, right? On stage and off. Listen to this. Check this out. Brand new logo for the Pocket Party Podcast. Have you seen the new logo? Yeah, I made it myself. (laughs) And uh, I'll keep it until we get some fan artwork. If somebody wants to send some stuff in, send it to pocketpartypodcast at gmail.com. Do you guys do Cameo? Have you been on Cameo? You can... Hire people, celebrities and whatnot to do personal video messages. It's pretty cool. It's another way that we're uh, making money from the podcast. Go to Cameo. Look up Darren Carter. You'll see me on there. I'm charging a low rate. Snoop Dogg's charging $500. Wow, wow. What's cracking? Happy birthday. Ooh, wait. 500 bucks for that. He doesn't even really try. Me, I'm going rock bottom prices. Right. $15. Check me out. Somebody's already hired me to sing happy birthday to their dog. Um... Shout out, yes. And another shout out to, uh, I forget who hired me, but it was somebody. And uh, the, the child's name was Sam Docto. <laughs> it was an 18-month-old. I gave him an 18-month-old shout out with my son. All the videos are on Cameo. Go to Cameo, look Darren Carter up, you'll see it. Um, at those rock bottom prices. Yeah, that's cool. I can do like a Snoop Dogg. I can do uh, just myself, little beatbox before you go out to the club, hype you up. You are able to take that video and post it anywhere you want with a personalized shout out. And uh, I, I think the Snoop Dogg thing is pretty cool. You know? Hey, what's up? Yeah. Hey, who needs that $500? For real though. Mm. I'll do it for rock bottom prices. Bow wow. We have a great podcast. Uh, by the way, if you want to just go uh, go to DarrenCarter.com slash donate, you can donate to the podcast there. That's another way, way to help out the show, Pocket Party Podcast. Uh, how great is this, man? We are into 61 episodes, and Steve Simone's a great guy. I love his positive attitude, and you know he's another guy that's just really funny, and he's about to break out, and... You know, I really love helping my friends that are just on the cusp. Um, I got some good news this week, so I'll I'll keep you posted on that. And uh, if once I find out more, I don't know too much of the details. I just know that um, I was asked to shoot a half hour special, so I'll know about that. And I believe it's going to be well. I n- not believe I was told it's going to be filmed in Austin, Texas. So I'll be going to Austin. I don't know when, and I'm doing a half hour special. That's all I can tell you for now. But uh, that's good news, right? Oh, go to YouTube and check out the latest hot three-and-a-half-minute set I posted. It's a hot killer set. Go to YouTube. You know I post all my videos up there. Uh, I try to do a video a week at least, minimum one video a week, sometimes more at Darren Carter. You know, go to YouTube slash Darren Carter. They're all in there. Anyways, we break down this this comedy album. It was a great, nice... I love hanging with Steve, man, because we go down memory lane. We talk fun stuff. 
And this guy's hilarious. He's a he's a he's a comedic genius. He knows how to really just master an audience and bring out those good feelings and get us laughing. And it's all done clean. The guy doesn't even really curse on stage. He's made this album really great. It's awesome. I really admire it. Anyways, let's get into the podcast. And once again, if you can, please do me a favor and give this podcast five stars, a review, share it with your friends, let them know that you like the Pocket Party Podcast. My goal is to be in the top 20. I just want to be in your rotation. I know you got your serial killer podcast, your sports podcast, your conspiracy podcast, your political podcast, all that good stuff. That's cool. That's fine. But just keep me in there. The top 20. I'll be the icing on the cake. Not too, You don't have to think too hard when you listen to us. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> all right. You're not going to get all stressed out and pissed off. We're just having a good time starting that party in your ear holes. That's right. Get your jollies. Now let's start that party in your ear holes. to listen to Derek Carter. Yeah. We all know he's the party starter. Uh, so if you want to listen to a podcast for free, listen to a pocket party. Pocket party. Pocket party. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast and you're like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Let me tell you right now, Anchor is what I use, okay? They're fantastic. It's totally 100% free. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. When I started out, I said, I don't know anything about a studio or equipment. It's great. It's an app. I downloaded it. I did it on my phone. First three or four were on my phone, and then I got a recorder and a microphone, and I took it to another level. But I'm telling you right now, it's so easy. Go to anchor.fm slash start. Anchor.fm slash start. Get it done. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Beach too sandy, water too wet. It's a comedy podcast featuring siblings Christine and Alex who read the one-star reviews they can find on the internet of anything and everything written by real people with not-so-real problems. From bad reviews of grocery stores in Ohio to strip clubs in Las Vegas, Alex and Christine read you some of the worst reviews in the most dramatic ways possible. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms, Beach to Sandy. This is Morgan Freeman, and you are listening to one of the most important podcasts ever made in the history of podcasting, the Pocket Party Podcast with my good friend, Darren Carter. Mm. And we're back. Hey, we got Steve Simone in the house. What's up, Darren? <laughs> What's up, man? Isn't it funny? It's like we're playing radio, but it really does work. People from around the world hear this. It's like a weird... But it does feel like we're playing radio. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're here in the valley in you know Los Angeles, and it's like, okay, I'll be over there at 930. We set up the equipment, and we're like, ladies and gentlemen, from around the world, the one, the only, Steve Simone. <laughs> it's like we're pretending. But it then, is. But it then is. we'll have people from Australia. And- Darren. It all feels like pretend. Yeah. 
It really does. It does, right? Yeah, Dude, I don't know how we got here, but it's pretty cool. You know, it's funny you say that. I remember um, when uh, I got to open for Rick Springfield, Jesse's girl. Uh, you don't need to explain <laughs> to me who <laughs> the yeah. Rick Springfield yeah. is. And uh, I remember we were backstage at the Paramount Theater in Denver, Colorado. and I love Denver. And my wife is a huge Rick Springfield fan. She's one all of, chicks. Are. You know, one of those things where it's like they had posters and, you know, and, you know, would pretend, you know, in her mind, like, I'm going to marry him one day and, mm-hmm. you know, all that good stuff. And, and I remember we were backstage and he was, uh, this is, I think about 20 years ago. It was cool. He goes, he was talking to us and then it's his time to go out there. And he had his, uh, his, you know, stage clothes on and he's like, all right, time to go out there and play rock star. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. Time to go out there and play rock star. Like he, he gets it, you know? Do you know, it's funny. This theme's been coming up all weekend with me. It's interesting. Um, I was talking to friends of mine that are kind of like fledgling rock stars. And like their career is just about to take off. And the kid's still in his 20s. And he's like, you know what, man? I'm just looking for peace of mind. He's like, it's not about money or fame or and he's like i just like making music man and i'm like yes and that whole theme of peace of mind what's it really all about i saw a great picture like a paparazzi picture of harrison ford hmm. and he was wearing a t-shirt that said i'm han solo i'm indiana jones i'm the blade runner i'm over it <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just a job, man. Yeah, it's he, just a job. How many times have he, hey, you're Han Solo. Hey, you're, you know, he's like, yep, I am him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, would I like to have more money? Yeah. But it's just so I could spend more time with my family and we could have like, I'd like to make enough money to buy a house somewhere and just everybody be like, that's your room. That's your room. Yep. Eat whatever you want in the kitchen. That's all I want out of life. So I'm working really hard to get there. But I'm grateful for all that I have, you know? You know what? It's, I, I, I love this quote, man. I saw it a long time ago, and it, and it stuck with me. It said, never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Yeah, and I think I'm a little bit guilty of that. I think, um, and I'm starting to touch on that a little bit with all my new stuff, because Jabba, I was just like, I have these stories. They work. I want to get it out there. I want to share it with the world. I want to share something with my, like, something for dads. And because I did some jokes about my mom on the last CD, kind of dedicated that to moms. The first one I did was to my brothers. And this one I was like, I want, by the way, you're my dad's favorite. He was so excited that we're hanging out. <laughs> awesome. Tonight. But it's like the new, new stuff I'm working on is like family's everything. I feel like a loser that I haven't started a family, but it's like, I was the one that messed up. I moved to LA And I had no idea that when you do something like comedy, it does become your life. And I am grateful for the comedy family that I have. Like, I don't know if you saw what the comedy store did for me last night, but I was so like, um, touched that I couldn't even watch the whole thing. What'd they do? Um, Brenton over at the comedy store had everybody do a promo for my new album oh. and they posted it. On oh, I did Instagram see some of it. Yes. Yeah. Everybody was like, Steve Simone's such a great guy. He's so funny Buy his new album. Jabba, you can get it here. And I was so touched by that. Um, because of like, you know, with the recent passing of Brody and stuff like that, it did dawn on me. Then a very real sense, the comedy storm, my fellow comedians are, we are a family, 
but it's like getting to your quote about building a life. Like I always wanted to be a dad. I always wanted to have little kids. And it's like, you know, you're so poor when you're starting out in comedy that you're essentially invisible to women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just the truth. It is what it is. Like Jason Lucas used to have a great joke that said, only a poor man knows what an ugly woman feels like. Something like that. <laughs> that's but funny. It is funny because there's so much truth in it. And then like I got so caught up in just trying to survive. Like yeah. my first 10 years out here were just, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to eat? I didn't have a car for six years. You know, like that's how poor I was. And then you get caught up just trying to make a living. And now it's now it seems like our work responsibilities are greater than ever. Like I've come to the conclusion that the only thing holding me back in my career is me. So like this whole summer, I'm going to work on building my social media, doing more podcasts, going through hours of stand-up footage that I have and sharing those clips with the world. Because hmm. I'm such a perfectionist. I'm like, I don't want anybody to see this version. I don't want anybody to see this version. But I think comedy fans are becoming more and more savvy. And they know every night it's a little bit different. It's, right. It comes alive with the audience sort of shapes your yeah. performance. So I hope people understand that. I'm going to blast the internet with videos this summer. And hopefully by October, I'll have enough people, if just 5,000 people, 10,000 people really like what I do, hopefully that'll be enough for me to make a living where I can buy a house, maybe not in LA, but maybe somewhere else. And that's cool, because I really do want to have a better life, you know? I want to have Sunday dinners with extended family. I want to be able to come home and, like I just moved into this new apartment, and it just doesn't feel like home yet. I have to put some work in. I have to spend money I don't want to spend, but I'm like, no, you're going to put a bar in there. You're going to put a couch in there. You're going to move this. You're going to do that because it, it, I want to feel cozy. I want to feel like I have a home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, Steve Simone is an awesome comedian. He's one of my favorites. I always feel good listening to his podcast. I always feel good watching his comedy. I feel good being around the guy, man. He's like a, a positive comic that like he, he makes you feel, you know, happier. And, and, he, and, and I know that sounds kind of funny because some comedians, you're like, don't all comedians make you laugh? No, but there's a difference. There's like a, there's a difference, man. Like um, you, you have a, a new album and I, I listened to um, only the last track uh, and I and it was and I and I just love your final like message what you said and I was like that yeah, I don't good. even remember what the message was I think it was because, called like God bless or something yeah because but the like, way you said it was just like perfect God bless you yes yeah I really just want people that's you could tell you've grown you you, you know as, as as have I grown as a comic to where it's like at first you're just trying to get laughs mm -hmm. and then you're trying to whatever you're trying to do but I feel like we're both in this parallel state of like okay what am I more than just getting laughs? Cause we've done that. And that's almost yeah. kind of boring in a way. Like, Oh yeah. my God, I thought of another thing that made everyone laugh, but then they, right. they forgot about me. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like that. It's kind of like carving out that niche, you know? Yeah. And it's about being true to yourself. And like, I remember the yep. first time I got on Ari Shafir's <sighs> storyteller show, he's like, which story would you want to showcase? And it was the one about the gangbangers from my very first CD. Love it. About, not judging each other and loving each other and seeing that how all connected we all are. And like, that's really, I want to do more and more of that stuff, you know, like it's so easy to give up in life. And on this new album, Jabba, I sort of tell a story about that's where I was in my life. I was at a 
a point where life life was just really difficult, man. And that's why I, I really have empathy for people and compassion because I know what it's like when you're doing everything you can. You're not being lazy. Every door's getting slammed in your face. You're working really hard. You don't have any I almost energy. want to high five you right now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're yes. doing all that you can and then yes. it's like, and none of it's working. I know. And that's where I was. Dude, I have a friend, another friend that's just like that. He's like, he's like, dude, I've written screenplays. I actually he filmed a movie. He's like, he's, he, you know, he's done every, he's like, what else can I do? He actually recently put out a novel and that's doing well. But you know, I mean, there's certain things that you're just like, what, what, what else can I do, man? You yeah. know? And, and then I have another buddy and to bring it back to what you said about the family thing, he's, I think he just turned 40, but, uh, he, he said he was at an audition, and they go, "Can you um, can you wait around for?" So he had to wait around for two hours. But he said, <sighs> as he was waiting, there was other auditions in the you know how it is like they yeah. audition for other products, and he saw lots of there was children that were there to audition for stuff, and he was yeah. just looking at all these kids and the moms and the dads, and he's like, "Man, and I got to get something happening because I want to have a family, and this is I would I see this and I I want that." Yeah, and as a guy, we need money. I know that's where he's at. He's like, "Man." You know, so what you're saying truth. is relatable to people. and Yeah, and then this was like, know. I mean, this was maybe 15 years ago this story took place. And um, it was bad, you know. And something really funny and beautiful came out of it. And I just wanted to kind of remind people that think about everything that you've been through and you're still here. The simple fact that you're still here should be enough to keep you going. Yeah. You know what? I asked I asked a friend on one of the podcasts. I, you know, I always end the show with like, "Do you have any words of wisdom? Any words of advice? Something you can carry on? Words of inspiration?" And I love the different answers people have. It's awesome. Um, Paul Rodriguez was on recently. Cool. And he said, "Be stubborn. Be stubborn." He said, "People were, st- and that's how you get things done. You don't take no for an answer, and you just be stubborn. You don't give up, and you be passionate." And I love, he said, Christopher Columbus was stubborn. He's like, I'm going to do it. We're going to go. And he, and he started naming different people, you know, yeah. and through history. And, and he said, that's what, you know, and another person gave advice and he said, you know, if you have a down moment, if things aren't happening, don't worry. Things are going to come around, you know, you, yeah, out, of, out, of, out of nowhere, you're going to get a, you might get a check in the mail. You might get a royalty check. You might get a offer for some gigs. You'd never, you know, somebody... You know, he was talking comedically, but yeah. he also said, like, romantically, he goes, maybe there's a girl that you used to talk to, and maybe she comes around, and and I, and he's right. I always think about that when I, you know, if I if I have a week where I'm, I'm like, I wake up that morning and something, you know, like we're gonna have to move your your date, you're gonna have to perform, and I'm like, oh, but then a couple of days later, somebody's like, hey, we're doing a thing, we want you to be a part of it, and it's yep. like you just gotta just roll with the punches, and like you said, make a plan and keep putting stuff out and. That's you know, it, man. What else are you going to do? You know, uh, how many albums have you? This is my third. But the first album, there was a couple of curse. What happened, my last album, What's Up Nerds, there was such a overwhelming positive response for that from families because it was completely clean that I felt bad. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. 
A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. At about your first album, yeah, the very first not one. that it wasn't, not that it was dirty in any way, but there was some unnecessary words on it, and I was like, you know what, I don't want somebody buying something. Like even now, we were talking about Jabba, and I don't say the f word. I say literally mm-hmm. the f word. Yeah, I don't say <laughs> the full word. I just go mother f, and I'm like, you know what, I should have done that as mother lover. You well, know, why is it called Jabba? Because there's a story on there. <laughs> Essentially, this album's got like some stand-up in the beginning. Yeah. And then it's a story about my dad taking me and my brothers to go see Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's a it's Jabba's story and then the, a de- story about Denzel Washington. And the Jabba story was my older brother. And the, the whole story, the, like the comedic version of it, is that my older brother called my dad Jabba to his face, like for Jabba the Hutt. Oh. And my dad didn't know what it meant. And he was like, oh yeah, what's Jabba mean? And my older brother was like, dad, are you sure you don't know what Jabba means? He goes, why don't you tell me, smart guy? He goes, it means cool. And my dad was like, do you really think I'm Jabba? My brother was like, oh, you're totally Jabba. You look Jabba, you smell Jabba, you even eat eat Jabba, and we yeah. were di- we we thought my dad was going to kill him, but then when we found out my dad didn't know what it meant, that's even funnier. <laughs> oh my god, dude, it was so. Did funny. you guys have the urge to call him that also? No, but my dad started to use the word Jabba because he thought it meant cool. <laughs> yeah, like you know, how old guys now use the word lit, and yeah. it, ju- it just doesn't sound like, right. Dude, it's cringy. I know my my. I uh, I, have a, I, don't, I was almost going to get specific, but let's just say I have an older relative who's probably seventy, and he made some reference uh, over Thanksgiving about I'm woke oh, or something. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it was like, oh come on, don't don't please don't say that again. <laughs> yeah, it's like certain words for like man. There's certain stages in your life, and it's yeah. like. Yeah. No, see, I have your first album, the one that's not available. I have that, and I, I think it's great. I love that album. You know what? I don't know. I might see if I can edit that or something yeah. or I know re-record saying. it. Yeah, I know. There's Yeah, there's something. Yeah. And then that'd be cool, like re-record like a music, like musicians do. Yeah. And like just give it away. Just give it to Satellite Radio, and then if people want it, I'll just get download copies and give it to them. Yeah. Like not try to make money. Off. Like Satellite Radio is just such a great platform for me because they have that clean station. Yeah. And that's where so many people discover me. 
That's so cool. Yeah, it makes That's me feel great, good. Steve. Man. Yeah, that makes me feel really good. That's awesome. And like when nice people find my comedy, it just makes me feel better. I'm it on, really does. I'm on the Kevin Hart channel, and it's pretty damn cool. That's it's like, awesome. You know, it's great. It's like I, I would also like to be on that clean channel. That'd be a great thing, right? Yeah, they're good people. But all of them, I think they play me across all the pla- all the stations. You That's know, so cool. which is cool. Yeah, yeah, because it's like I like that. I can go up at the comedy store and nobody knows that I'm being clean. Right. You know, like that's yeah. not mine. It's almost like a little, for me, to, to, I started working cleaner because I was like, let me just, as a personal challenge, let me just see if I can that's do it. That's how it started with me And too. it starts out as a challenge and then you're like, this is kind of cool. And then even if I can curse, I like last night I was riffing and some lady made some reference to, I don't know, I could have easily threw in like a dick joke, but I was like, I just paused and I didn't do it and I just kept, and it was yeah. better. It was way better to be honest Yeah, that's with what you. I think too. You know? I, I saw this, um, okay, there's this book called The 48 Laws of Power, mm-hmm. and I was reading, I was watching this interview with the author, and he was talking about whatever you're passionate about, whatever your, your calling is in life, he goes, to make out an even a better, a smaller niche, and that's where you'll find success. He said, for example, like in the animal world, like, you know, um, okay, let me back up. <clears throat> A lot of times human nature is to follow what's what, you know, like with comedy, we'll say like what makes a lot of money, what's pretty, what, what everyone's, all, all the popular people are doing, whatever. That's the thing that we all think we should do. He goes, right. but you're going to be, a, it's a very crowded field and it's going to be very competitive. He goes, and if you look at like in the animal world, they all find their niche like to survive and they, and thrive. Like a bird that has a really long beak is able to reach down into the flower and get the nectar. Right. Other birds will imitate it, but they're going to die because it ain't right. Just do you man. It's like Mitzi Shore's philosophy on comedy. It's painted underneath the cover booth. When you walk into the original room of the comedy store and I'll paraphrase it. And I quote this often because I try to help as many young comics as I can, but that's exactly what Mitzi was saying and painted on the cover booth. It says something like this. Monday night is potluck night which means anybody with the desire can have three minutes on stage. That doesn't mean you need to be funny in three minutes, but you need to be you in three minutes. Mm. And it's like, you can't, you can't imitate other people. Right. Just do your own thing, man. Yeah. And like what I think I'm doing now after job post Java, I'm tapping into more of my personality even Mm -hmm. like, it's not just reminiscing stories. It's like, I, I do a track here about like how when I talk about family in LA, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Right? They're like, "Famala." Yeah. Yeah. They don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm doing more of that, like yeah, yeah, a little yeah. social commentary, and then with a story to back that's it up. That's cool. But that's it. Yeah. You just do. You got to be true to yourself, do you, man. Do you do the? Have you done the line about the the dogs yet on on anything? Because that's a great line. Off now. Not yet. You, you know why? Because I don't like. There's a track on the new cd where i do say something like i love 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 animals like i don't think somebody could love dogs more than me like seriously like strange dogs come up to me in parks like people let me like it's the best i love that but i don't want to say anything hurtful gotcha yeah like i never want to hurt anybody's feelings with my comedy and I've been thinking about that a lot lately because now people are starting to ask me about the comedy and my process. And I really do run my comedy through a lot of filters. And I'm going, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to continue to do that. Yeah. Because continue like if to go, you're... To go through the filters? Yeah, because it's like... People are so sensitive now 
that you, you, you're not going to please them all. I know. You know, it's just not going to happen. And I always, you know, you have to be true to yourself. You have to, like, if you're a painter, you can't go, well, I want to paint a tree, but everybody wants me to paint a fish. You got to paint the tree, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I like, I like the fact that, I, um, people hear my comedy and feel better about life. And I don't want that to ever change. But, um, and I like the fact that I work clean, uh, because that gives me just more peace of mind. It gives me peace of mind that, you know, if one of my nephews discovers this, if my mom can give it to one of her friends and it, I just made a real decision to work really clean about five years ago when I was down at children's hospital and I was like, uh, these people like, I had that. I found that experience so rewarding that I wouldn't want somebody to see a YouTube video and be like, "Oh, this guy's a savage," you know. Yeah. And that's why, like, I felt bad my first time. I felt horrible my first time on Comedy Central because I did a bit about watching Willy Wonka for the first time, and as you know, when you're a kid and you're you're, you're emotionally going with Charlie. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, too. we did a version more. I didn't curse, but Gabriel Iglesias was like, it'll be funnier if you curse and you'll get more views on YouTube. And I just didn't, I, I love him. And I, I mean, he's one of the most successful comedians of all time. Yeah. So if he gives you advice, you follow it. But I just didn't want, I didn't feel good afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not who I am. I mean, I do curse in normal life but it's like i'm a human being yeah but I if somebody saying. makes me angry i'm gonna go oh go f yourself <laughs> but the full yeah. word yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. um yeah i mean that's true that's honest yeah. but i kind of think sometimes performers we forget that we're in public right and it's like come on people used to say good evening ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and what happened to all the ladies and gentlemen i want to try to bring that back i like that Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Because right now you're like, and then we you pull the curtain back and you look at the crowd and you're like, what these people? Yeah, it's like, what happened to the world? Where are these ladies and gentlemen? I know. I might right. turn that into a bit. That right could be there. a bit. Okay, yeah. guys, his new album has twenty tracks. Twenty tracks. And gonna, you know what was interesting yeah. about this? Because this this album, like I looked at with your advice, I got what's up, nerds on satellite radio not knowing that financially it would help me. But also, like I said, that's how people discover me. But they, I didn't edit my last album in tracks with radio in mind. So I had some tracks that were eight minutes long, nine minutes long, and they just do not play them on the radio. So one of the filters I ran through my brain when I was making this, getting this material ready was, where are transitions that could be track breaks? So the track stands alone, but it makes even more sense when you play three of them in a row. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I do that too. And a little bit, sometimes it's a little bit hard because you may... It's a little bit hard. I'm, it's horrible. I know. It's yeah. impossible. Because I'm like, I'm kind of, you're like, I'm staying on this topic for like, in the real world, like 15 minutes. Yeah. But I'm like, oh. <laughs> so you got to kind of... Yes. You gotta, it's like a skill. It's a skill, right? Yeah. Of how to, because it's like, I know generally music songs are between two minutes and four minutes. Right. So I tried to make as, out of the 20 tracks, the first track is just about two minutes. It's a minute 57 seconds. 
So I'll just count the ones that are between. I'll say that's two minutes. Out of 20, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 out of the 20 are between two and four minutes with that in mind. And the other one, the longest track is five minutes and 17 seconds. And then there's a couple that are like a minute and a half. That's it. That five minute one, that's your Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't know. I'm going to read the tracks, guys. I'll, I'll tell you the titles. If there's anything that jumps out at you, tell us what uh, the impetus of that, like how you came up with it. All right. Dude, it's essential. I'll tell you now. Okay. You can read the tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, like early show. That's the first track. <laughs> yeah. Early show. How'd you come up with that? No. Yeah. No. Well, what that is is that I noticed that at the early yeah. shows, yeah. they were always the most fun. Yes. And it, it occurred to me that they were more fun because there was groups of people in there that don't normally hang out together. Like, that's the coolest thing about comedy is that you could have a 21-year-old kid and a table full of like people in their 20s sitting next to a grandparent because it's not a dance club. It's right. not it's it's everybody. So and that happens more at early shows than late shows. So that track is essentially saying there's people in here that are so young, they're just starting their night and they're sitting next to people that are so old <laughs> that yeah. they were like what's the earliest I can get home <laughs> yeah so it's that, that that's yeah. it and they're, I'm like okay this I know I'll get a good they're like is there an even earlier show okay yeah. I guess seven's as early as we can go uh, Canadian ninjas yeah that was a story about my first time to Canada and I tried to help an old lady with her bag on the plane and like seven Canadian ninjas also tried to help the lady with her bag <laughs> gentlemen yeah right? yeah people are nicer there Mm. Did you record this album in, in Canada? Yeah, I did. That's At cool. Yuck Yucks in Calgary. That's good. It was sort of like my thank you to them. That's great. Let me ask you a, a technical side. How did is, Was there a guy recording it? Did you grab yes. your Zoom H4N? No, there was a guy. I hired a guy mm. to do it. Um, yeah. I think they're called like Rabbit. Let me see the name yeah. of his company. Because um, the guy did a great job. Let me see. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah, it was cool because I, you know what? Yeah, Rabbit View. Because I, I have a it, couple guys, but they're all on, they're all out in California, so I don't know. Like, yeah, this guy like, Jeremy's company. It's Rabbit cool. View, and they do a lot of video and stuff up there hmm. too. Uh oh, um, where's the album? Yeah, get the get back to the album. We're pulling up on my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. All right, here we go. So, Canadian Ninjas, Mom and Chewbacca. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks. That's about when I was a little kid. I really thought my mom liked the same things that I liked. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See. See, my wife isn't like that because we know that she doesn't like Avengers Endgame. <laughs> like, and I won't. Even what did go you see think it. of Avengers? Endgame? I won't even see it because it's like three hours. I mean, I probably will see. Hold it. on a second. We'll get more water. Keep talking. Once we we're gonna buy it, and I know what, once we buy it, I'm like it'll be on in the background. I'll probably see it. Now I had Mike Black on the podcast. Oh, I love it. And Mike Black broke it down and made it actually sound interesting because I go, dude, I don't want to go see this movie with my son and not know who these characters are. 
you know, because I grew up with like, you know, the Incredible Hulk, Batman, yep. Superman, like your basic, and it's funny as I was the telling classics. as I was telling him that, he goes, okay, now some of those are DC characters. Yeah, Mike knows <laughs> yeah. everything about comics. He made it sound very interesting. I was like, I swear to God, like after he told me about it, um, I put it on YouTube, him explaining, you know, the movie to me. It's on YouTube, a whole like 15 minute movie or a him explanation. I was like, that actually sounds good. So, but we're we're pretty much honest with Austin. Like, you know, we're like, my wife's like, you know what? I don't like this movie, but I'll go there with you. And my wife is hilarious. Like, like we'll uh, we're at the point now. Like, if we go see a movie with them, sometimes I'll uh, I'll bring my earbuds and like listen to a podcast in the theater. <laughs> like, yeah, just to be you know a good parent and be like, okay, I'm sitting next to you. We're sharing popcorn, but I'm like, you know, I'm actually like, I really don't. You know, what was the movie that I saw twice with them? It's the. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, oh, I always forget the name of it. It was a. It's one of those. I forget the name of it. the. They're where the kids wear underwear or something. Pants. Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. That's it. Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't know what that is, but I know kids go crazy for it. That's the one that I see with them. But uh, yeah, that's cool. So your mom, your mom would see Star Wars with you. That's oh, how yeah. the Chewbacca. Yeah, but that was the joke was because I do remember this when I was really little. My younger brother and I were watching the Muppets. And Chewbacca just made a guest appearance on the Muppets, and we lost our minds. We're like, "Mom, you're missing it. It's Chewbacca. Get downstairs." <laughs> She's like, oh, "Is that Chewbacca?" <laughs> and then it wasn't until like I was watching pro wrestling that I realized that she didn't know who Stone Cold Steve Austin was, <laughs> and I was like, "I thought you loved him, but you just loved me." Oh, yeah, that's cool. Chewbacca. Okay, so the next one is uh, da, 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 da. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, that was a story. That's okay. So a year ago, um, I was at the Denver Comedy Works, the big club, the South Club. Yeah. For Mother's Day weekend, and it was awesome. It was great because they did an all ages show on Mother's Day, and they had brunch. You could get brunch for mom with like mimosas. And you saw all these moms with flowers and kids making their mom cards and boxes of candy. It was wonderful. It was one of the most fun shows I've ever done because it was completely sold out and it was little babies all the way through grandparents. Wow. It was awesome. But then the following month I did a father's day. I worked on father's day, but it was just a normal show. And I remember asking the club, like, what are we doing for father's day? And they're like, what are you talking about? When's father's day? So I talk about that. And then I even talk about like, how dads get no respect that even on Father's Day, you just get them a tie. And I'm like, that's not a gift. <laughs> that's a reminder to get back to work. Like, hey, chubby, keep the cash coming. <laughs> that's true. The driveway, track five, the driveway. Oh, uh, That's my favorite one, I think, on the thing. It's my how my dad would come home from work, but he couldn't come in the house. <laughs> he would just have to hang out in the driveway to keep it together a little bit longer. Oh, man. And then we would, like, you know, jump on us. Dad, come in the house. Come in the house. <laughs> and by the way, that's a, that's a tip that they give us now. They say, you know, before you enter the home, look at your phone one last time. Look at any text messages, emails, and then that way you can, like, put it down. Because I really hate to open the door, and they're like, you know, you don't want them to be like, Dad's home, Dad's home. You know, Hold on a second. Let me, you know. Right. I want to get that done before I open the door. You know, yeah. Now, I may, I may be home five minutes and then look at the phone again, but for the most part, you know, I want to try to take care of business and then come home. Yeah, and then be present. Yeah. That's huge. That's great that you do that. The driveway. The driveway was a great memory as a kid, man. I, how great was the? If you're lucky enough to grow up with the driveway, we, we put a basketball hoop above the garage, and I spent so many hours just playing in that driveway, either basketball or, 
you know, we made like a it's the great playing chalk. hockey with brooms and yep. and you know skateboards. <laughs> yeah, skateboard. Our driveway had a little hill, so it started with you know big wheels, and then it was bikes and skateboards. And one of my favorite memories is like when, <laughs> like when I was an older kid, and then like there'd be little kids that their boundaries were their driveway and they'd want to come hang out, but they weren't allowed to leave the driveway. Yeah. So funny. All the neighbor. Yeah. We, I grew up on a cul-de-sac. It was really cool, man. The cul-de-sac and like we played football in the street, flag football in the street. Dude, I miss that sense of home, that sense of community, you know, like, I don't know. Like I always, I had a, I would criticize Los Angeles a lot for its lack of, community for lack you know yeah i guess that's the word mm. but i think that's an unfair criticism because i don't think my it, it's just la man the world's losing that yeah you know like i remember being a little kid and like the first neighbor that would start to decorate for halloween you're like whoa it's almost halloween time yeah and you're like oh they have a ghost in their tree i wonder what they're gonna give out for candy this year and then like, oh, look at the Christmas lights and oh, look how cool they built a treehouse in their backyard. And like you knew, I used to do a joke. You kind of like know the neighborhood news and what, you know. Yeah, I used to say before Twitter, there was my little brother because he would just ride, his, <laughs> yeah. just ride his bike around the neighborhood and he was a very precocious child. So every time he did a lap, he'd come back with more information. That's cool. He'd be like, the showers are packing. They're going on vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we go, your, yeah. Yeah, that when you would see, yeah, yeah, that was the best. I remember Mr. Mr. Russell was one of our neighbors, and he'd always give out either um, king size candy bars, or the next year it'd be like you'd get like a silver dollar. You get a dollar, man. Like, especially but growing up, that's a lot of money. Like, dude, that's almost forty like years kunk. ago, probably. Yep, and you still yep. remember it, Mr. Russell. I used to yeah. do that as a bit. You're reminding me of all these things that never made it on CDs. Maybe I'll just go record another CD next week. Um, but I used to do a joke about how now in the world, adults hijacked Halloween. Yeah. It used to be a kid's holiday. And it was like, now you have all these people like, whoa, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm like, nothing. I'm 40. <laughs> I know. You know, like, yeah. I killed it when I was six. When I was five, my, ma- my mom made me an amazing Chewbacca costume. It was awesome. Oh, wow. How'd she do that? She bought like furry carpet and made it. That's cool. Dude, it was awesome. So I don't have the desire to go trick-or-treating now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you're an adult. Your job is to give the kids good <laughs> yeah, memories. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of spending $300 on a mask on Hollywood Boulevard, take that money and buy the big candy bars. Yeah. I mean, you'll be a, they'll remember you forever. Forever. It's proof. Mr. Russell, you remember that? I remember the Goldsteins. They... They owned like a grocery store or something, and they would give you either a big candy bar or, or a full size can of soda. Oh wow! You're like, what? I can grab a soda? What? <laughs> That's cool. Here we go. Uh, the, the, the you going track by track? Track by track. Track six, Predator. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks on there too. About my dad taking me and my brothers to go see Predator, the, the real Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's cool, Dad. Man, track seven. We enjoyed it. So that was my dad. uh... Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. That, that was, that's a long track because it's about the car ride home. We were talking about how awesome Predator was, and then <laughs> yeah. he was like, "Uh-oh, we can't tell your mother, mother how good it was." Because by this point, we were oh. older, and my dad like tried to. I remember this. He tried. He really still does believe that my mom likes the same stuff he likes. <laughs> he still hasn't figured that out. <laughs> Where he's like, "Yeah, your mother's a big baseball fan," and we're like, "No, she's not. She just wants to hang out with you, and she's being polite." <laughs> um, <laughs> But we enjoyed it was my we're having so much fun on the car ride home. Yeah. And my dad was like, uh oh, we can't tell your mom how good this movie was. Her feelings are gonna be hurt. Like we can't tell her it's better than commando. <laughs> so we'll just tell her that we enjoyed it. And he's like, We're not oh. lying because we did enjoy it. We're just not telling the full truth. <laughs> and then it was about going home and my mom pretending to ask us like that she cared. Like, so how was the movie? My little brother's like nervous because he didn't want to lie. And yeah, he just yeah. looks at my dad and he's like, we enjoyed it. And then my dad like pushes him out of the way. He's like, babe, we can't lie. It was yeah. phenomenal. It was better than Commando. <laughs> Get in the car. I wonder if these stories that you tell would be great like as a book, you know? Maybe. You know? Cause you, I don't know. There's something out there. Like I really want Something wanna... out there, right? Like even the previous, like these other albums you've had. Like I if you went three back hours and, worth of I stuff I feel like now. you could, you know, squeeze that in and juice out of it and make oh yeah the, the written word of it you know like i could totally picture this as a book you know yeah, like a feel it, good it book could, yeah it could be a know? book it could be a book for adults it could be a book for kids somebody yeah. could animate these bits yeah you know it's that thing what we were talking about at the top of the podcast where like you just keep plugging away and who knows you might get a check in the mail the re- phone might yeah. ring somebody out there listen somebody could be listening to this right now have no idea who i am and be like oh i need somebody like this for this project right or, you just don't know no. the reason i said this i listen to um uh there's an app called libby and you can get library books on your phone and i and they even have audio books and i listen to bruce springsteen's born to run and it was amazing it's like 18 hours or whatever however, however many hours and he himself reads it and I want to say like the first 17 chapters, he doesn't even get into the music career yet. It's all about growing up and, and there's a lot of this kind of stuff and it's great. And then he took that book and then did it on Broadway. I mean, you just don't know what Yeah, happens, his one you know? man show was amazing. Exactly. On Netflix, I and was it, like, wow. If you look at that and then you back it up, it's like a whole book. And then before that, he was... He put right, it those, keeps on evolving. That's the I coolest know. thing. It's so cool, right? Like, like even like there's stuff that I did on my first CD where I'm like, this is one of my favorite bits of all time. I hope, like, once I start sharing video of that stuff, yeah, that people really do enjoy it. I hope so. Oh. Happy birthday, track nine. Happy birthday. Oh, that's another one I think they'll play a lot on the radio. And that was about how my big brother would, because he was so mean. <laughs> and, like, when you're a kid, your birthday's everything. Because if you're blessed enough. Yeah. 
you'll get stuff for your birthday. And I, I, I had parents that made sacrifices so I could and I'm grateful for that. But when you're eight, you don't have any money. So it's like you have Christmas and your birthday to pretty much get what you need. Yeah. So like I would really get my hopes up for what I wanted. Like I want that GI Joe. I want this. And then like my big brother like knew that. So when a commercial would come on for like a, my pretty pony, he'd be like, dude, I'm not supposed to ruin the surprise, <laughs> but mom got you that. Fair yeah. And I'm like, I don't want that. And he was like, no, she told me you wanted the strawberry shortcake of my pretty pony. I'm like, no. And he goes, why did she get it? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, all right, dude, let me. And it was how my brother would shake me down. I'd give him my birthday list. Yeah, yeah. And then he'd be like, all right, I'll do what I can to get you this stuff. Now I need you to do me a favor. And I'm like, whatever. And he goes, write in Van Halen tape. And I'm like, but I don't, I don't want a Van Halen yeah. tape. He's like, no, 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 that's my cut. This is oh, how the world awesome. works. And that's the truth. My big brother, even on our birthdays, would always wind up getting something. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's like a little hidden, like, you know, stick that in there. Yeah, and it was like him getting it. It was just in the form of a kickback. You're like, thanks. He was man. like a corrupt, corrupt politician. <laughs> He's like, I'll give you the contracts to pave the highway, but yeah. I, want a, I want a beach house. Ask for some dumbbells. <laughs> That's what I would ask for. I used to love getting exercise equipment as a kid. I still do, but like. Really? You know, as a kid, you did? I did. As a, as a, I remember as a 10 or 11-year-old, I, lo- I, I got my first weight set from Sears. It was the the silver one filled with the cement weights. Yes, that's like the it. Silver plastic yeah, on the outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. The DP. Yeah, yeah. With the real skinny bar. Yes, that's yep. it. I right. had that weight set it was when I was best, like fifteen. Right? And you it's get, like one hundred and sixty-five pounds. You get the little booklet. One hundred and ten pounds. These are the deltoids. These are the quads. These are the yeah. pectoralis majors. The, yeah, I loved it. I was like, I remember, and then I remember telling my mom like. Can you make me lift weights? Like, because I, I was, I needed someone to push me, like a coach, like discipline. Yeah, and I did it, but she's, you know, but I, it was all on my own. But I loved it, you know. Um, man, I love. It. And then, they, of course, eventually they get cracked because you're putting them down in the yeah. cement, and yep, you know. But that was the. I had ankle weights. Yep, I forgot ankle weights even existed. Ankle weights was a thing, man. You know? Yep, like. <laughs> what? Let It'll me ask, make you jump faster. When was jump your, higher, run faster? When's your birthday? What month? Is June twenty eighth. Mine's June third. I didn't know that. It's almost your birthday, buddy. I know. Happy early birthday. Thank you. That's a week from tomorrow. I think so. Yes. Is it? It is. That's what's interesting. Like, what's great about like, uh, like uh, I was going to say, it's like Christmas is December. Our birthdays are in June. So every six months. Yeah, you're you know, I, was, I feel like the people kind of got chipped, right? Like if their birthday is like on Christmas. Yeah. Or, or like December 26th. It's yeah, like, oh, I agree it's with like that. The left, right, like punch, punch. But ours is kind of spaced out, spaced out nicely and. Yep. You know, it's, we got it good, man. Okay, track 10, family dinner table. Oh, so that was about how my big brother would make fun of everybody at the dinner table. <laughs> the big brother? Yeah. He was like. And there's three of you. Yeah. My yeah. big brother was the funniest kid of all time. He was like, I say he was like Eric Cartman in a Van Halen t-shirt. <laughs> and yeah. he would just do impressions of everybody. Hmm. And like keep the. My family dinner table, we would all sort of compete for laughs, yeah. especially as we got older, because like that's how we communicated, you know? Um, and that's a story about like when he's doing impressions, we're all laughing. And then he leads into the job a bit. Yeah, that leads into the job. The job a bit is track 11. Track 12 is brother sleepover. Yeah. So that is. So the family dinner table is when my brother called my dad Jabba and we were all like, oh, he's going to die. And then my dad didn't know what it was. So my dad really thought Jabba meant cool. <laughs> so 
that whole summer, like I remember our neighbors got a car and they were older and the Johnsons were their name. And he was like, Walter, that car's looking Jabba. And Mr. Johnson was like, what are you talking about? What's Jabba mean? He's like, I didn't know myself. It's, it's a word all the kids are using, like in our day, keen or far out. It's so groovy. Yeah, exactly. That's really what he thought it was. So then brother's sleepover was when my parents let us, we had a pull out couch in the living room and it was a hot summer night, but there was an air conditioner in the living room. So the three of us slept in the living room and chaos just erupted. Oh yeah, man. Three boys. Yeah. And that leads into the, cause like essentially the Jabba thing could be a 20 minute standalone piece, but I broke it up into all these tracks. So then it was us begging for the sleepover. Then the next track is when my fat big brother did the steamroller on us and my little brother just loses it and they get into a full on <laughs> brawl. Hilarious. And then my dad comes down the steps. What's the track after oh, yeah, steamroller? Steamroller, get. Steamroller, get. Steamroller. Okay, so then the steamroller bit ends with my dad had bought himself a cowboy belt buckle, but he was so fat he couldn't get it. It was <laughs> yeah. the greatest. You have to listen to it. It's like a long chunk of stuff. I love it. When, as you were talking, it reminded me like, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Jerry Seinfeld, he had a bit about Halloween and the costume, and then that turned into a book. Right. You know? And I think he did the audio for the book, so, and we got it for Austin when, when he was like five. It was great. I mean, this is your stuff. Yeah, I would love built. to do that stuff Go as books, but it's like, dude, everything. To, I can't even keep a podcast going. <laughs> let's you get, know what I mean? Let's like, get back you, to the album, but I want to know real quick before you, we, we do that. How many, um, uh, you're, you're, tell us about your podcast. It's called Good Times. It's called Good Times. It's up and going again. Up and going again. You took a little break from it, but now yeah. you're back. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. I'm trying to do something every week with it. Yeah. But it is challenging because it's like, okay, just think about stand-up for a second. Yeah. It's like you're at clubs as often as you can, working out new material, but that's not enough. Think about everything we've been talking about. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I might take a course this summer and learn how to edit things on my own mm -hmm. because I, I, if, if I can do it on my iPhone, it'll get done. But if I have to wait for somebody and it's a phone call and meeting somebody and then they don't do it right, right. But it's like, I have to, my goal is to put out 10, 20 videos on YouTube and Instagram this summer to keep the podcast going. I'm trying to pitch TV shows. Then there's working the road. That's enough. Like if you just worked the road and didn't do a podcast, didn't even go up in town, but if you're out of town for three weeks out of the month, like if you were a salesman, that's all you would do, man. <laughs> no. Yeah. What if you're a salesman who also has to put up like Instagram, you know, the, by the way, I have a, uh, I, I taught myself how to edit over the last year and a half. Yep. And, I, and every time I do it, I learn a little bit more and a little bit more. And then I also learn like, oh, maybe I don't need to do all that. I can just keep it, you know. Yes. But the key is just to, like you said, consistently putting it out, you know. Right. And But that's a lot of work. 
Yeah, I use iMovie on my MacBook. It's really easy. Some people are like, oh, you should try Premiere. You should try. I'm like, dude, let's just do iMac. iMovie's perfect. Good, better, best. Just get yeah. it out there. I know a guy that has like over like a million. Uh, it's Jimmy DeResta. He's got a million, over a million, a million followers on or subscribers on. And he goes, I do everything on iMovie. He goes, that's all you need. It's all I need. Boom. I'm like, perfect. If he can do it, I can do it. That's so, awesome. You know, I. Otherwise, I mean, trust me, you're right. It will. There, there was something I put out recently, and it took me four hours to f- <laughs> four yeah. hours. You know, today everything I put, takes longer than you think. I put something out today, and it, and it literally only took me less than an hour. That was like okay, perfect. You know, because yeah. you can get really down to the minutiae of like the perfect thumbnail and the perfect title that's catchy, and it's just like, oh yeah, dude. It can, but it's fun though. It's a it's a skill that's super fun to do. Yeah, and I'm 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 amazed at people that are legit awesome editors. Like oh, when yeah. I worked on Ari's show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, these guys Matthew and Dan were amazing, and I think I'm going to actually hire Dan to do some editing for me this summer because he gets it, and he can, he's a wizard. He can make everything look really cool. But it's just, I mean, I just need the basics. I just yeah. need to go from minute three to <laughs> yeah. minute four that's and upload it to YouTube, dude. It's great. The, that's all I need. I love. That's what I do. I do. Um, I do most of the stuff myself, and it's like there's something very empowering about that because I don't have to. I just I literally wake up with my coffee and I'm like, all right, let me just do this, and I get it done and then i have my tags at the it end it feels good to f- do something productive it's great and you have a great space here you know you got this light and, and i brought like some lights and you put a little thing behind you you got you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's perfect okay let's get back to the, how, how many episodes do you have on your podcast do you have any idea i think like 205 something like that that's great it's great man consistency and then but then you took a little break but then yeah but like now it's what happened was right? i started to work on the tv show yeah a couple summers ago and there was no way, because I had a full-time job in addition to, like, I was finishing up a screenplay. I've been trying to pitch these stupid TV shows. Like, think of how many projects you developed and nothing ever happened with them. Yeah, It's exhausting. Like, think of, <laughs> I know. I know. if we just did the work we got paid for, we'd ha- we would have a balanced life. Yeah. But, like, 90% of what I do, I don't see any money directly for it might pay off in the future. I might make, I might get so popular as a comedian. Somebody go, oh, do you? Oh, let me see that screenplay you wrote. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, but you just have to stay productive. But the problem was, I was doing all of that. I was burning myself out with all my charity work. Like I talked to somebody that worked for a nonprofit, hmm. and they were like, "If you worked for us, you'd be doing four people's jobs. You're doing too much." They were like, and that was just what I was doing in my quote unquote spare time. Hmm. And then I had a full-time job thrown on top of it. I burned myself out. So I was working 50 hours a week, doing comedy spots at night, trying to do my podcast, running down the children's hospital, trying to pay families' bills, yeah. strangers, people. I, I, there were families that got to the point. I never even met them. I just would hear about their situation yeah. and then try to help in any way I could. And I burned myself out. I couldn't do the podcast all the time. So I went to every other week. And then this year at Christmas, I just hit a wall because I'd been on the road from mm. every week from before Thanksgiving <clears throat> through New Year's Eve. I was gone every week because mm. I don't make as much money on the road as my friends. So I have to pay my bills. So it's like they could make more money with one show than I would with six weeks on the road. Right. You know? So I was like, when January came, I'm like, I'm sick of the sound of my own voice. I do not want to go back on the road 
for a while. I still would go every two weeks, but I'm like, I'm done with the podcast for a while. And then the thing was, it's like, it's tough to get guests. Yeah. Like you're producing your own podcast. There are people that once their podcast is up and going, they hire somebody to do it because it's a lot of work. I think I would like to also implement the idea every now and then of doing like a solo episode. I've done it once. You know what? I was thinking about that too. Like I want to learn how to edit. And then I'm like, you know what? I might just do my gratitude lists and that'll be my podcast. Yeah. That might just be it. And it's like the people that want it, cool. If not, cool. Just because it's easier. Yeah. And it's like, what, what can you do? What, where it's you, you know, like the less people you have to rely on. Yeah. Can you imagine like these podcasts where they have like three or four people and a guest and it's no, like, I mean, that's a job. I had a friend of mine that's a director and he said the toughest thing about making movies was getting everybody there on the same day. Hmm. And now I get it because everybody's so busy. Like think about us. When was the last time we sat down and talked? I know. It's been a while. I so know, I, I, I love podcasting. Yeah. It's my favorite format. I don't yeah. want it to sound like I'm being negative, but just aligning everybody's schedules. It's, and, and it's also, work. Yeah. And you, usually when you see your buddies, it's like you see them briefly and then, you know, you got to do something and you got to move around. So, yeah, I think I, I like that you're back. How many episodes have you done since you made the comeback with the podcast? Four, five, six? Yeah, or something more? like that. Yeah, Something like that. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. Does it feel like a glove? You're like, yeah, I'm back in the saddle. Oh, it feels good. Yeah. yeah. That's what you need. You need to take a break. Come back. Boom. Yeah. You know? I love it. Like, I, I really do. <clears throat> I, I love I love the format. Yeah, it's cool, man. I did one recently where I was at Paul. I told you I was at Paul Rodriguez's house. It's got to be awesome. It was awesome. We're outside. There's wind chimes. We're talking. And then uh, the next one after that, which will uh, be the one on right before. So you're following a good one. You're following Paul Rodriguez. Boom. A lot of people heard it. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, um, I forget her last name, Candace. Candace she, Thompson? You no, know, Candace Michelle. Candace Michelle? Yes. Yeah, she, uh, uh, she worked for the WWE wrestler. I was going to say the wrestler? 2004, I think. And she was on the cover of Playboy. And I mean, she's, she, started, she just retired like last year, I believe. Wow. Uh, yeah, she was great. We went to her, her house in the hills, big mansion, like wow. the whole night. It was awesome. Like, she, it was great. It was great. And that's what I'm saying. It, like, to be able to do the, these podcasts, and it's open doors where I'm meeting people and talking with them, and they're telling me their stories. It's, I, yeah, it's I, cool. I, I, I love people. Yes, that's the part and that's that, cool. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that is the coolest thing about yeah. it. Yeah. And then you're right, though, but like it never ends because then. No, it's like, like because that, it's like I'm starting another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Sickler and I are going to work on something together. That's cool. So like, cool. And I'm yeah. excited. I don't know where a lot for a lot to talk. I don't know if we're talking. I don't know. If, yeah. But like he's such he's such a good producer and he's so good at stuff. Yeah. That. He really is the best. OK, let's get through this album. Guys, what happens is. uh it's on his phone, and if yeah, I don't, keeps if, on I, doing if I don't touch the phone, the thing. So the then, thing after locks. the steamroller track is yeah. one called "Get Jealous," and it was, I didn't know how to transition from these like childhood stories yeah. into this story about crying on a treadmill next to Denzel Washington. <laughs> so I was talking about like how on social media everybody yeah. is just trying to make everybody else jealous. They're like. You know, are you jealous now? Look at my life. That's are hilarious. You jealous now? Are you jealous now? Yeah. And then That's I hilarious. start going, all right, man, I want to tell you about a time in my life when things were not working at all. And then the next track is Beach House because I remember that was my goal. When I came to LA, my goal was to make enough money within three years to buy my parents a beach house. And I'm like, that was 19 years ago. 
and I like I got off stage yeah. my first time ever at the comedy store and I dude I crushed in three minutes and I had like this prepaid cell phone that I bought to drive across country and uh I called my dad and he was like how'd it go buddy I'm like how did it go start picking out a beach house like I just thought <laughs> yeah I just thought it was gonna happen I'm just like no I'm funny of course I'm gonna make a lot of money with this and then the track after that is and that's the hard part is not to get jaded right not to be like you know because I remember when no I, like well that's you know, where gratitude comes in it really does guys he's right about gratitude um, I've mentioned this before whenever I am at the boxing gym and I'm like okay it's time to do some planks because it's planks don't come easy to me like crunches first of all I usually skip abs which is stupid but when I but when I start doing abs i'm like let me do crunches and then i'm like you know what let me do some planks and what i try to do and it's only a minute but when i do the plank i do a gratitude list oh that's awesome because it makes the minute go by and i'm like okay because mentally it makes me feel good and it feels good in in my heart and soul yeah then of course your abs that mind body soul connection is so important it's true um when i say don't get jaded it's funny man like it's the easiest thing in the world it's easy and and, and my son he just uh graduated from elementary school he's gonna be in middle school and congratulations austin that's right austin and they uh they they don't don't think they call it graduated they call it uh there's another word for it but um, yeah whatever i'm not smart yeah it's like (laughs) everything's changing they don't grade them by a b c d it's different things now it's like come on man the world's changing steve yeah but anyways they it was cool seeing these kids oh they call it promoted they get promoted that's what it is but um there was a few kids that got to you know get on the microphone my, uh, my son was one of them Aww. and it was awesome and they uh they talk about like like their dreams and what their plans are and, and and i mean some of them mapped it out hardcore like okay and then in high school i'll major in this and then i'll go to this college and then i want to do this for a living and it was you know it was very sweet because i you see the hope in them, you know, like yeah. what they, they have their, their, their life is a blank page. They're on, they're like 11 years old. They have this, they're on page 11 of their whole life. And it's like, yeah. and then you start thinking like, wow, I'm not there. I'm like way deeper into my book. And it's like, you mm-hmm. know, when you get, it's a little, it's a little bit sad to be honest with you. It's a little bit sad when you're like, that reality hits like, am I going to hit a beach? Am I going to have a beach house? Am I going to have a, you know, and, and I, that's why you have to appreciate where yes, you are. Exactly. Because yeah. I think the problem is with, Adults and goal setting. Yeah. How can I phrase this? I think sometimes we can get so focused on our goals or the things we want that we just simply do not enjoy what we have. And I'm I'm not saying that you give up or right. something. Absolutely no. Stay no motivated. Yeah. But if you think a beach house is going to make you happy, nope, it's not. It's not. If you think a Ferrari yeah. is going to make you happy, it's not. But the process of getting there and being productive and having a purpose and giving and sharing along the way, absolutely, that's awesome. That's great. That's what gets you out of bed in the morning. But um, what you say? I used to. I, I love what you'd always say on the on the podcast about like uh, sometimes it's just if you can just enjoy the moment that you can have you know money for a good sandwich, a cup of coffee. That's it, man. You because know, ultimately, that's pizza, all life is. You know, is I really believe life is this: something delicious and somebody to share it with. <laughs> I love it. That's what you got to have on mugs and, and t-shirts and stuff. That's another merchandising idea. Okay, let's write that down. Write that down. Write that something down. Something delicious here. I'll put it in my phone right now. <laughs> put it in that phone that also has all the track listings. It's yeah, exactly. Like, but he's right, though, man. It's like. You know, that's gold right there, uh, is gold. Life is 
Something to something delicious, delicious and somebody to share it with. Something delicious and some, someone to share it with. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's great. I picture that as a lot of things. It could be on a t-shirt, on a mug, on a, a little poster. All right, let's, can we go back to the yeah. album? And then birthday magic. Birthday magic. See, if you've noticed, there like track sixteen is birthday magic. I sort of plant seeds and then expand on them later. Yeah, because like I did a joke about my mom, like thinking my mom like mom and Chewbacca was about really thinking my mom liked the same stuff that I liked, which yeah. leads into the predator bit. And then that's like love of movies, which leads into the Jabba reference and my big brother and setting up how big of a deal my birthday was when I was a kid because I didn't have any money. But now here I am as an adult and I'm in L.A. and I don't have any money. So my birthday, once again, is a big deal. And then my younger brother calls me, <laughs> who's the winner yeah. in the family. Yeah. He's like, you know, successful. And he's like, uh, happy birthday, bro. I just want to let you know I, I didn't forget about you. It's like a week before my birthday, 10 days. Yeah. And he goes, I got you the best birthday gift. I'm like, what is it? And he's like, I don't want to ruin the surprise. I'm like, come on, dude. He goes, all right, I'll give you a hint. It'll change your life. And I'm like, good, because my <laughs> life needs changing. <laughs> yeah. And you're like excited. Like, is it going to be, what could it be? What could change my life? What yeah, dude, I really life? thought like a giant crate was going to get delivered with like a gorilla playing the electric guitar and he's throwing <laughs> pirate treasure in the air. Yeah. And fireworks are going off and it's like, it's your birthday. And it's like the greatest thing yeah, ever. Yeah. Cause like I still did, I was still, I still, I won't allow myself to get jaded. I still have hope. I still yeah. believe. And like getting back to what you were talking about, I think the coolest thing about life is it's never too late. Right. It's never too late. It's never too late. And sometimes maybe the, the, the mindset changes where I'm like, you know, where I'm like, you know what, I, maybe I don't want a beach house because maybe there's more problems, you know, more money, more problems, more things that with that or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Just be happy where you're celebrating. If you're not happy now, external things won't change that. Yeah. You I mean, know? tonight, my wife and I and my son, we watched a movie and like that was the, it was cool. Just the That's three of us. life gets. Sitting, you know, like, like on the couch and watching the movie and then, you know, I had a cup of coffee there and. And I'm sitting right next to my son, and at one point I'm scratching his back, and it's like, just I love that's what we're doing, man. It's family time to me. That's way better than, you know, like we're gonna go down to Disneyland and sit in traffic and be in line. I'm like, I, don't I wanna, agree with you. You know, like <laughs> it's the truth. And like, it, the weird thing about life is, all of these things that I build up in my brain because I'm starting to talk about this a little bit. Like when I went to college, it was really disappointing. And I didn't learn my lesson from high school. Like, mm. I thought high school would be a John Hughes movie. 
I thought yeah. it was going to be the most yeah. fun. I thought it was going to be weird science. And it wasn't. Right. But then I'm like, okay, college would be awesome. But it's not, you know what I mean? Not that you have to make a decision to enjoy things. Yeah. You know, but you don't postpone your happiness until you reach the weekend. Don't postpone your happiness until you have a new car. Don't postpone your happiness until you're retired. That's a great one. Don't postpone your happiness, guys. Do not postpone your happiness. Find something every day to celebrate. Yeah. For sure. Dude, thank you so much for this podcast. I feel good right now. <laughs> Number 17, Uncle Tony. Oh, this is my favorite. So in my brain, I had envisioned what my birthday gift would be. And then when it finally came, it was just a little tiny shoebox. <laughs> but you're I'm like, like, okay, there could be I something went, in there. Yeah, it could be cash is what <laughs> I really thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was my brother who was like, you know, some dreams are meant to die. Just take this money and start your life. I was so poor, I couldn't quit. That's where I was. Like, there was no way I could have packed up my life and moved home. I didn't have enough money to get out of LA. Mm. And then not definitely not enough money to start over. You know, like there were no other options. I had to stay here. And when I saw the shoebox, instead of the crate of birthday magic, right. I went, maybe it's just cash. Maybe it's just like, use this to get out. Yeah. And I reached into the box and it wasn't cash. It was Tony Robbins CDs. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. how bad is your life when the person Aww. that knows you best is like, I can't help you. Maybe Tony can. Yeah. So that was probably like 15 years ago. And now my younger brother and I, we refer to Tony Robbins as Uncle Tony. That's awesome. We're like, thank God for Uncle Tony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because remember when you were a kid like or younger, like I remember you get a little box you're like, hmm, not a lot of good presents come in little boxes. Like, what could this be? Yeah. You know, like, it's not a bike. I remember when I was a kid, you're like. That's hysterical. You know, because a bigger box, like, ooh, ba bigger box, better gift. Right? Yeah, that's so true. A little box. But then you start, as an adult, you're like, okay, it could be some gift cards, some money. You know, yeah, like, it could be cash. <laughs> could be something. Plane tickets to Paris or something. Yeah. Uh, we're winding down. Number 18, track 18 is Man on Fire. Uh, okay. So then I start doing Tony Robbins. Yeah. And I start, I used to work out at this place called the Hollywood Gym. And on the third floor was a boxing gym. And you would hear all these rumors about celebrities that trained there, but you never saw them really. So I start to do Tony Robbins and he was like, you have to start your day at the gym. Mm. So you can do like, get your head right, do a gratitude list, get yourself going. And I remember Tony, he was like, map out your life, do all those dreams. And I, I really did move out here because I really wanted to write movies. And I remember putting that down on my like Tony Robbins dream list or whatever they yeah. call it. And the next day I'm waking up with all the winners at the gym at like six o'clock in the morning, five 30 in the morning. And, uh, Denzel Washington walked into the gym at the same time I did. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Tony Robbins is real. This is all, this <laughs> the, all really happens. All the successful people are up early. Yeah. So then I was like, wanted to become, you know, obviously you want to become yeah, friends yeah. with him and yeah. he's with all the cool guys. And then I just, you know, I didn't just like weird him out. I just went and worked out. But then after he saw me there over a couple of weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah. one, one morning I was in there really early and then he came in the back door and I was already talking to the girl behind the counter who he was friendly with and he introduced himself. 
And he was like, you could call me D. I was like, what? And he was like, what do you do? You have great energy. I'm like, I'm a comedian. He's like, I'm really funny. Nobody thinks I'm funny. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was like, well, maybe I'll write, write you a comedy. He goes, you're a writer too? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, why don't you write it for both of us? Like he was so That's positive so cool. and so encouraging. Because even if it just made your day or your week or you just kind of It's enough to keep you through. going. Yeah. Yeah. It's enough to keep you going. Like last night I was at the comedy store and... um I found out, like, I was so bummed that my album got released on the Saturday of Memorial Day. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know I could pick a date or whatever. It just comes out. They can't tell you. They're like, takes iTunes up to two weeks to process our requests. Yeah. And I definitely wanted the CD out before Father's Day. Because I want people to, like, just for that Father's Day track alone. Yeah. I want dads to be able to enjoy it. And then... um so I'm at the store last night and I'm bummed that I didn't have a chance to promote it. And it's just so funny how life works. I'm like, I didn't have a chance to promote this. Nobody knows it's out there. And while I was having all those thoughts, everybody that was at the comedy store was making a video for me to help me promote That's it. That's so cool. It was like a George Bailey moment, you know? Wow. So I'm at that back bar at the comedy store talking to my buddy Jeff. And uh, Ron White's there and I don't like to bother him because he's such an icon yeah. or whatever. And he hears yeah. us talking. I'm like, well, it's at number three. And Ron White's like, What's well, at number three? I know my comedy album just came out and he was like, he probably said S-H-I-T or something. He was like, that's great. He was like, you got a special and it hit number three. I'm like, well, it's not a special, but it's it's an album. And he goes, that's a special, man. That's a lot of work to get you there. And he was like, congratulations. That's great. That's fantastic. And I'm like, wow, okay. So then I just go back to talking to my buddy Jeff. And then he looks over again. He's like, well, what are you doing? He goes, you got to celebrate. And he goes, you have to celebrate. And he went, hey, man, this business will kick your ass. He goes, we have to eat enough shit to get through this. Part of my language. It's okay. And he goes, when you have moments like this, you have to celebrate them. And I was like, you're at, so I got peer pressured into having a drink with Ron White. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. Yeah. And then I told him, I go, you did a story on Ari Shafir's storytelling show about your mom's tomatoes. And I go, just so you know, that kept me going. Because I think it was about four, three, four years ago, Ron White, multimillionaire, world-famous comic, one of the funniest guys ever, told a story about when he was at a low point. And he had already put in 20 years in comedy and quit, essentially, and was living in Mexico. And he was like, would get his mail in Texas and would have to, drive an hour to go get the mail and but he wouldn't go every day to get it and he was talking about how his mom made these amazing grew these amazing tomatoes and they're the sweetest best tomatoes ever and he goes she wanted to surprise him so he didn't know they were coming so he went to pick up his mail and there's just a box of rotten tomatoes oh and he's like man this sucks my life's awful <laughs> I know. Like, i'm living here yeah. i'm not doing what i want to do the one thing that would have brought me joy went rotten this sucks and he drives all the way back to Mexico. And then he calls his mom. And she's like, did you get the tomatoes? And he's like, yeah. But I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know they were there. And they were sitting there. And they they got rotten. So I just threw them out. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, at least you got the $100 in the card. And he was like, what? She was like, the card inside the tomatoes. I put a $100 bill in there. Oh, no. So then he got back in his car, and now with traffic, it was like three hours. Oh, no. Goes back to the post office, is digging through the trash. Oh, my gosh. Take out the 100 bucks. 
and I went, okay, that's why, <laughs> that's why comedians that make it are so oh, cool. Wow. Cause nobody just gets lucky in comedy. Right. Not you're, you, you might, you might get a pop. Yeah. You might get your break before yeah. you're ready, but you're not loved and respected as a comic until you're a legitimate black belt. Absolutely. And in order to get that black belt, there's a lot of suffering that goes along the way. A lot. So knowing that that guy who's one of my comedy heroes, I mean, the guy's great, but he's such a cool person. That, um, no, he's been through it too. And that's enough to keep you going. When somebody like Denzel Washington gives you encouragement. Yeah. When somebody like Ron White gives you encouragement. When somebody, you know, you don't know the effect of just one compliment can have on somebody. That's why I try to always encourage everybody because we need it. The world's going to tell you enough no's. There's enough negative people out there that are going to want to destroy what you're doing because they're so profoundly unhappy with their life and their choices that when you try to seek joy, they think to themselves, well, what's holding me back? Why aren't I seeking it? So they'd rather destroy you than help you. Yeah. Because they're not happy with themselves. It's just that simple. Uh, We're going to wind down, but I want to say this is a, um, this is a great week. This was Brody Stevens' birthday. He passed away this year. God bless and, uh, Brody. God bless him. And God bless, uh, big shout out to Tommy Godlove. Tommy, I mentioned on the podcast with Brody, I said, Brody, you know what? When you're, getting, when you're feeling down, it's good to get out there and get some physical exercise, get the endorphins, get the adrenaline. And he's like, I know. And I said, let's, let's plan. Let's do something. Let's go to Griffith Park. Let's go, to, let's go somewhere. Let's do it. I go, I got my medicine ball, my trunk. Well, you know, and that day never came. But Tommy Godlove you know, thank thank you, Tommy. He he's heard, a sweetheart. What's he, up, Tommy? He heard the podcast and he's like, "Dude, let's do it for Brody." Uh, and I go, and he goes, "Let's let's do that walk." You, you said you were going to do a walk with them. Let's meet somewhere. Let's do it. And I'm, and I told him straight up. I go, "I'd love to." I go, "I'm not good at organizing. I'm not really." He goes, and he, and he took over and he's like, "I'll I'll organize it." So we met this week. We did, uh, it was at Griffith Park, and uh, we plan on doing it every year somewhere. We might change locations. We don't know what we're going to do. But about, it was, Steve, I'm telling you, it was awesome. We had about 20 people show up. I felt so bad and, I couldn't do it because that was the day I moved. Oh. It was on Tuesday. There's, it'll, it'll happen next year. And, and <clears throat> you know, and uh, it was great to have people show up. And it was so cool the way Tommy did it, man. We, he had a tent set up. We had refreshments. He, the, it, um, his friend that he brought with from San Diego, she, she um, talked to the CEO. And uh, so they let us set up on the grass there. And you know, uh, Kramer was there. Um, I forget his name right now. Oh gosh, Howard Kramer, Howard Kramer, and a few other comedians and fans of Brody and listeners of the podcast. And it was really a sweet thing. And you know, I, and I didn't know who was going to be there. I, I told Tommy, I go, I go, man, I don't know who's going to be here. I go, it might just be the two of us. <laughs> and he goes. He goes, there'll be three of us, me, you, and Brody in spirit. And I said, that's sweet. So a lot of us wore our Brody Stevens shirts. And and before we started, you know, it was great. Uh, We stretched for a little bit. We kind of got in a circle. And Tommy told a little story about how Brody inspired him. And and it it was fantastic. And he said, you know, it's it's not, words matter. Words do matter. Like what you said, like positive push, push and believe. He said that Tommy goes, you know, my son, when when he was too nervous to go to prom, he told his son, "Push and believe. You can do it. Push and believe." Like wow. Brody says, "Push and believe." And I'm telling you, it was great. So we 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 all walked for about a mile, 
and stopped, took a break, told some more stories, and then walked back and took some photos and called it a day. Would they? Oh, and, and then Brody made, uh, or not Brody, but uh, Tommy made this little trivia thing: ten questions about Brody, and and we, they passed out papers and pens. And well, would you and, remember any of the questions? Uh, yeah, it, I, um, <clears throat> it was funny because. Uh, Howard Kramer goes, well, I know Brody. I've known him for decades, so this kind of isn't fair. And believe it or not, he lost. Really? <laughs> yeah, he lost. It was hilarious. Another guy won. I forget the guy's name, but uh, let's see. I'm going to go and do my... I I, uh, I try not to look at my phone when I do podcasts, but I want to open up the phone right now, and I will tell you some of the questions if I have them on here. Where are they? Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, Oh, yeah, the guy, what was the guy's name? Oh, anyways, you know what he won? He won $8.18. Oh, that's that. great. 818. Yeah, 818. Tommy made some t-shirts, some some blue wristbands. Dude, that's a great t-shirt, Brody Forever. It's really awesome, man. It was, uh, um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, let's see if we remember. There was 10 questions. Uh, what year was, do you know, let me see if you know any of these. Well, I, if I can... Figure this out. Okay. It's hard to read this. I don't know if I know any of these. I know. Do you know what year Brody was born? I, was gonna get, I would guess 70. You got it. You yes. got it. Yes. What college did he graduate from? ASU. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, his middle name, Brody's middle name. Brody. Stephen. No, wait. Stephen Brody. I put Brody. I put Stephen Brody Stevens, but it was like, I, be, I, I think his real name Stephen Brody. Guys, I get facts wrong I don't know what his middle I, name I is. I want to say it was James, and that tripped me yeah, up. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, because yeah. his real name was Stephen Brody. Yeah, and I was like, I put Brody, and I got it wrong. Uh, what car did he drive in high school? I don't know. Pinto. Yes. He had a Russian roommate. Do you remember his name? <laughs> no, I don't remember him telling me about him. Mark. <laughs> People knew it. People, This guy knew it. He knew it. He knew it was Mark. Uh, um... Uh, Brody, uh, question number six is, do you know his sister's name? Stephanie. Stephanie, yes. Uh, well, what was number seven? Oh, his his dad's job. It was a salesman. You got right? it. That's another one. You got it. Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, wait. Did he get this one right? Yes. He went to a comedy. His comedy class was. Sandy Seashores. Do you know where that was at? It was at the comedy store. I believe the answer is UCLA. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the graduation was. Yeah, maybe the graduation the was. Yeah, UCLA. Yeah, but it was Sandy's class. Wasn't I did. A, it? I yeah, I did a podcast with Brody. Guys, you go back and listen to it. it was awesome. And he, yeah, he talks about that. I did one with him. Yeah. I remember he told me about that. He talked about it. I remember when he said that when he, you know, because he said he went to the school at UCLA to learn comedy, blah blah blah. And then in the podcast, he talked about when, um. He uh, he went. Oh, they put him in. I think like the psych ward or something at the hospital at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And I and I made like a little joke there, and, and he goes, "Funny, that's funny," because <laughs> I said, "I go, are you? Were you like, hey guys, I'm back, you know, for the comedy or whatever, <laughs> you know?" Uh, what restaurant did he work at? The name of the restaurant, Red Robin. Yes, you got it. And the last one is, how many warm ups? How many audience number oh, of audience warm ups? Thousands. I have no idea. I got it wrong. I said ten thousand, but he's quoted as saying three thousand. So that was really cool. Oh, oh, wait, maybe it was next door neighbor, Mark, not his roommate. I don't know. It was something like that. I forget. But it was really, a, it was a great day, man. I'm, I'm telling you, it's one of those things where 
I was, you get a little bit out of your comfort zone where you're like, okay, I'm, but you you do that a lot. You know, you the children's hospital and things you've done. I got burnout doing all that you know, stuff. And, but I was a little bit out of my comfort zone. I was like, I was like, we're going to do it. And then when I got closer, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to this park. We're going to walk. And it's, you know, but I'm telling you when I did it and we all did it, it felt great, man. Like we talked and we exercised and at the end we talked again and it's, I don't know, man, there's like this bond that really happened. And I just want to say thanks to Tommy and, and, uh, and Tommy, you're a good dude, man. Thank you for all your support over the years. He told a crazy story, like uh, <clears throat> that made him feel good. He said it was like that week that Brody, you know, he, uh, Tommy <clears throat> hadn't seen Brody perform in a while. From and Tommy, forgive me if I'm getting these facts wrong, but I, I think it was something like he hadn't seen him perform in a while, and he's like, you know, I want to go see him. So um, Brody told him where he was going to be, but then he didn't really, you know, he was like, okay, I'll I'll be there. And uh, I guess at one point, Tommy's in the back of the room. You know, you can't really see him or anything. He just has a little hoodie on. He's just being kind of, you know, sort of just in the room. And Brody, you know, his style. And, I, and he's on stage and he said something like, I was born in 1970, year of the dog. Every 12 years, the year of the dog. Dog spelled backwards is God. And then he goes, he pointed right at me and he goes, God is love. Wow. And that's his name, Tommy Godlove. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, Steve, I want to thank you for coming on the Pocket Party Podcast. It's always good to talk with you, man. Because I feel good right now, dude. You know, thank you for hanging out. Yeah. And I, I, Isn't that really the truth of life, though? Yeah. Like, if you're hanging out with people that just make you feel better, you already won. It doesn't matter what's what you own, Yeah. where you are. It's who you're with, man. Say it again. It's food. It's it's so it's oh life is just something delicious and somebody to share it with. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I'd ask you to end on words of wisdom, or but you've given us a lot of words of wisdom on this one. I don't Inspiration. know about that. Like, That's good. We'll we'll make it that. Have life is about something delicious and someone to share it with. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. Right. All right. Here are my words of wisdom. Yeah. Toots are funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys check out his album, Jabba. Steve Simone, check out his podcast, Good Times. And uh, we'll, we'll have you back. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. I love you. You got it. Love you too. We're done with this interview. Well, look at you. You made it all the way through. Thank you. Do us a favor. You spent this much time with this. Give us five stars on iTunes. On, uh, on the Apple Podcast app and give us a little review and uh, hit that donate button. Go to darrencarter.com slash donate. There's a little PayPal button. You just throw some money on the PayPal. By the way, uh, anybody that does that, I'll give you a shout out and also I'll do a 30-second ad for you, your for your social media, for your company. You know, um, We'll talk the details later. Just send a donation to darrencarter.com slash donate. And uh, you get some love back on the World Wide Web. We have listeners everywhere. All right? So thanks again. All right, now, you don't hurt nobody. Don't hurt nobody. Be careful. Be careful and don't hurt nobody. And we'll see you next week. Love you. Darren Carter, party starter. Now go start that party. Everybody listen to Darren Carter. We all know he's the party starter. So if you want to listen to a podcast for free, then listen to The Pocket Party. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
party. Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.